welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. I am Jasmine, the Inspiress. Yes, I started calling myself the Inspiress. I think, I think people who've been listening to me know <laughs> that it's basically self-proclaimed. You know, like I, <laughs> I just decided to call myself, but I'm funny like that. Um, I love to inspire people. That's what I love to do. And I also love it when, you know, I talk with people and all of a sudden they get inspired. That's like super cool. So that being said, today I have Jessica Silverman with me. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Jasmine. How are you so doing? Good to be here. Oh, good, good. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation. To everybody who's listening, you all know I've been so busy that I haven't had a chance to find guests, but guests have been finding me, which is super cool. So Jessica and I just met like 18 minutes ago. That's basically <laughs> when we met. And we were just having a conversation before we got onto recording because we like to get, you know, some connection going. Um, and we were talking about living the life that we want and, and you know, just what gets a guess gets us into this space and we were talking about how we both learned of the three principles we birth we, we both studied the three principles and 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 it's mind thought consciousness for those of you who don't know and we i don't know about you jessica you can you can speak speak to it after but we found this space, I found this space of inner peace, of calm, of, you know, what shows up this morning is love. I've got this space of love. And I wish I would have known this when I was younger. And I'm super happy to talk to people who actually work with children <laughs> and work with with the younger generation that's not me by the way just so you know but Jessica is one of those persons so Jessica do you want to just introduce yourself to my listeners sure sure so some of the roles that I play include being a mom I am a wife I am a change coach and a speech language pathologist and maybe I'll go into a little bit about what a change coach is because people may not be familiar with what that even means. Yeah. So I was, I did get my certification through Dr. Amy Johnson. And as a change coach, the way I see it is I just help people. I help facilitate the change that people desire. So we, we, Together, we would explore what they're up against, what they think is in the way of living the life they want, being, doing things that they enjoy. You know, we would, we would explore that. We would look and see what are these obstacles? What is getting in the way? Why aren't you doing what you desire? And we kind of look and see where does our experience of life come from? And from there, change happens. 
I love what you were saying, Jasmine, about love and peace. And I think so often we look outside of ourselves for peace. We look, you know, what can we do to find peace or what can we do to be happy? And the thing is what we're looking for, we have, we just forget that. Mm -hmm. We so often forget that, that what we're looking for is here right now in this moment. And the only thing that gets in the way is thinking that looks real and true and solid. Thinking that you, you should be something other than who you are because who you are is not good enough or is whatever you're thinking in that moment, <laughs> right? A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to get though when you're when you're stuck in it, you know, when when you're stuck in it that they're like I I know for a fact that, you know, cuz I was told this you know, I you know, I I went co- get coaching and I did these classes and like I'm going to fix myself. Let me let me figure it out and I it's going I'm going to do it. And and I think that you know, when we're talking about truth with the truth of life, <laughs> you know, everybody's kind of pointing into that direction. So it's like everybody had their own slant, but in the end, they would say that they would say it's, you have it. It's, it's in you. And I'd be like, Oh, shut up. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, Oh, just leave me alone. So if you who's listening is actually thinking that right now, totally get it. totally get it there's something that happens though when you start looking within when you start looking at what it is that you're doing and looking and and being honest with yourself or being true with yourself I remember the first time I saw myself manipulating to get what I want, you know, that was not good news. Mm -hmm. It was not good news when I saw it, but seeing it changed my life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like, wow. Like, I think I know better. And I think I should have this, or I should do that. And then just using my words to manipulate it to where I wanted it to go, you know? And seeing it, I was able to drop it and just go, okay, well, you know what? Just trust that whatever happens, you can handle. You don't have to control anything. It was tiring, honestly, to be able to to have to control everything. So I don't know, like, am I, have you seen anything? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that, what you say really resonates. I mean, these, our experiences can feel so real and so compelling that we think we're kind of justified in what we say and what we do because 
for, you know, whatever reason. Um, but it's like each of these experiences, you talk about it being exhausting, right? Yes. That is such a beautiful part of our design. Like things that feel really hard and really exhausting and really painful. Perfect. It's like the perfect alarm letting us know that we're caught up. And so even though I'm saying this, you were saying like, you heard this and you're like, whatever. (laughs) I don't know what, (laughs) this is a bunch of hooey. Even though I know this, there are times, Jasmine, I am totally caught up. Of course, me too. I am totally caught up. And this sounds like nonsense. And I don't know, you know, whatever, that's not true in this moment. In this moment, things are horrible. And that's okay too. <laughs> but it's, it is times like this that do have a way of waking us up. Yeah. Like waking us up saying, you know, hey, there's more than this. This isn't really, this may not be how it, how it appears right now. And it's like our bodies let us know that tightness, that constriction when we're tired, when we're overwhelmed, when we're stressed. It's the perfect, loving alert that we're just caught up. And that's how I see it when I'm not caught up. <laughs> yeah. It's but it, yeah. What's showing up for me right now is I I I don't like suffering. I just don't like suffering. And I'm, I mean, obviously I don't like physical suffering for sure, but I don't like when it's a mental suffering, you know, like the mental suffering is the worst for me, (laughs) you know, and why I love this understanding that we've learned um, is because you can see how you don't have to do anything with your mental, whatever you're, what are you, whatever you're mentally, mentally entertaining, you don't have to do anything with it. If you actually, fact is, if you actually do nothing with it, it'll pass way quicker than if you do something with it but it inevitably passes. Like, I remember, I don't even know if this was a Bible verse or something like that. I'm not a religious, but I, I had this friend who keep, kept telling me when I was first in, in this conversation, it's like, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And it's true, everything passes, if we think about it. The good, the bad, the ugly, every single thing passes. And when you let it go, when, of course, there's a letting go of it. And when I say letting go, I'm talking about don't feed 
whatever mental noise you have. Just notice that you've got mental noise and and then it'll fade, you know? What What's occurring to me is the metaphor that so many people in this conversation use, which is the snow globe. Yeah. And if you have a snow globe that's shaken up and, and someone asks you, you know, how would you let it, how would you have the snow settle? You know, you don't shake it more. You put it down, you put it down on a surface and it settles on its own. And so often innocently when we're suffering, and by the way, I don't like suffering either. I don't know many people who are like, bring it on, but maybe there are people who maybe. do. Maybe. Sadikists, people that are sadikists or something. I don't know. <laughs> but if you see that suffering is, is just the snow globe that's going a little, it's busy right now but will settle on its own. Like you say, you're, there's nothing you have to do. Yeah. Like if, if you just kind of leave it there, it's going to do its thing and it's going to settle. And you you will no longer be suffering. And the other piece of this is, and I think this is so important, is I think so often we think that when we're feeling really anxious or depressed or overwhelmed or stressed, that that somehow says something about who we are, that there's something wrong with us, that we're broken in some way, that there's something that needs to be fixed, changed. And when we see that all of those experiences are temporary, are fluid, they come and they go, there's ebb and flow. And the less we feel pulled to, to try to fix and change it. Yeah. So you even know, though I, we may not like it, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Even though, even we, though we may not like it and we want it to go away. If there is this, even a quiet knowing that it's not a problem. We're less likely to, like you said, feed it, give it more energy. It just, it doesn't make as much sense when you see that. I but what I was going to say when you, you started saying that is that I used to be, I used to have a lot of anxiety. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes it could last three weeks. Like it could, like, it was a long time. It wasn't just like, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to be anxious for an hour. No, no, no. It was like, let me be anxious for three weeks, you know? But what I would do in those moments is I would just basically lock myself in the house and close the, 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 the windows and turn the phones off and, you know, not, not interact with people and, and then mentally suffer. There's a problem with me now and look at me this. And then the anxiety would grow. That's why it would last three weeks, you know? And, um, and then I discovered that thoughts are energy, right? And that emotions are energy. 
And I made this test one time and I was like, okay, I'm getting anxiety. Like I could, I, I knew what to do with anxiety. Do you understand? Like I was so used to it that I would, that, like I said, I knew what to do. I just, okay, this is going to last for a while. And all depending if my mood was really low, I would feed it super long or I would feed it less long. <laughs> right. But I knew that if I sat and listened to TV for a little while, it was less suffering because my mind was on the television show, the television, television show. And, um, and I knew that it would pass and then I would come back. Like those are things that I knew for sure. I never thought I would get stuck in it. Right. But I hated those periods. I just hated them. Right. And then I, I, I when I learned that, you know, basically thoughts, emotions, they're energies and they're going through your body. Basically, that's what's going on. So I did this exercise and I was able to, you know, when I felt the anxiety coming to me, I was, I knew it was coming. I was like, oh, here it is. Ah, it's coming. And I remembered, like, I just had an insight of saying, okay, just feel it. Let yourself feel it because I wouldn't feel it, right? Like when I'd be busy in my mind, I was like, okay, no, let me go watch TV now because I wouldn't let myself feel it. So I said, okay, let me feel it. So I, I sat down when I felt that emotion and I felt it coming into my, my plexus, my solar plexus, and I felt it move up to my face. I became red and interestingly enough I wasn't caught up in it like I was like because I was testing I was looking at the emotion not I was not doing the usual thing of oh man this is happening and I'm gonna lose three weeks and you know like because that would come up also and so I wasn't in it I wasn't it was kind of like it's happening to me I wasn't mm. in it and so it I saw, I saw it move throughout my body. And I was, I remember sitting at the table and I had a friend with me and I was just like, whoa, oh my God. Like it was just traveling my body. My friend was like, what's going on right now? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I'm, I'm doing an experiment. And he's like, what are you experimenting? I'm, I'm having an emotion right now. <laughs> and he just thought it was funny. But that totally transformed my relationship with it because it disappeared within like five minutes, you know? And then I was like, oh my God, it's gone. It was just mind blowing. My mind went, you know? And then after that, I started being detached from emotions. And then I started like, they... They, the emotion wasn't was in me. It was like, it was not Jasmine is anxious. It was, I'm having an anxious moment, which totally detached me from it and transformed. Like, I, I, I still have anxiety to this day. And then I kind of go, ah, okay, there must be a lot of thinking going on right now, but I'm not stopped by it anymore. I don't get stuck in it. I don't, you know, I can move you know I can do something I love that two things yeah I thought of two things when you were sharing that one is that saying that 
what you resist. What is it? What you resist you persists. Persist, yeah. It's that resistance when we think it shouldn't be happening and we try like, you know, metaphorically push it down. It, that energy wants to come out. It wants to come out and be seen and just move. But when we think it's a problem and, and shouldn't be there, we do, we have a tendency to try to make it go away. Yeah. And it can tend to stick around a little bit longer, but I love what you were saying. You just, just feel it. Like it's that difference between I need to make this go away. This is a problem to, okay, this is what's happening. Yes. There's like a lightness in that. Yeah. This is what's happening. I'm just going to feel it. I'm just going to feel this anxiety. I'm just going to feel this depression. Yeah. Just feel the sadness too. I didn't cry. Yeah. I'm not going to cry. You crazy. I ain't going to cry. I can't show weakness. No, no, just feel it. I mean, just feel it. Don't feed it. Just feel it. Yes. I mean, I think of all those times where I like try to hold back tears. It hurts. Yes. It wants to come out. Like it wants to move and, and flow through. There's something so healing about that. Yeah. It's our body doing its thing. Yes. Just like the plant is going to lift her arms up because I gave her water now. You know, it's just life doing its thing. Your body's got to do its thing too. Yeah, our bodies are so wise in many ways. Like when when you're sick and you have a fever. Sometimes before you realize that fevers are actually your body's way of healing, it thinks you think, oh, again, this is a problem. I need to get rid of this fever. And sure, a really high fever you don't necessarily want. But when you see that that's just your body's way of getting rid of what's not meant to be there. You're like, oh, okay. My body's doing its job. It's doing what it's designed to do. It's designed to keep us alive. Yeah. And safe and thriving. Yeah. I think that, you know, and it's innocent, you know, what we do is just a misunderstanding. You know, like if I would have understood that anxiety was just like me overthinking some crap, you know, and the fact that I had it constantly is because I kept overthinking it, you know, like it was just repetitive thought. So like for me, one of the things was human beings are creatures of habits. Like we are creatures of habits. So we create, you know, like I remember my mother would say, okay, go brush your teeth. You know, and I, I don't remember her telling me to go brush my teeth. I remember that this was something that she taught me. So in the beginning, like kids, they fight, right? They're like, no, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I brushed my teeth. Wait, let me smell your breath. No, no, you didn't brush your teeth. Go brush your teeth, right? So like, we kind of argue about it. We kind of like, what What do they want? What do these humans want? These parents want, I mean, so, but, but at one point it became a habit. I don't even think about 
you know, about it now. I just, I get up, I brush my teeth, right? But we also do that with thoughts. You know, there are thoughts that we have that we're like constantly repeating and that we forgot why we created them. I mean, one, uh, I, I think I talked about this in the last uh, podcast. Sorry if I'm repeating myself, people, but I'm talking to Jessica now and she doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> so like one of the insights that I got was that I was striving to be a good girl, you know, and I had all these habits that I had created in my life in order to be a good girl. You know, I was like, I would do this. I would do that. I would do this. I would do that. and. I saw that I don't need to strive to be a good girl. I am a good girl. But now all these habits are showing up that are making me go, why am I doing that? (laughs) You know, like, it's kind of like, it's just like they're unraveling and there's a change occurring, right? That I didn't force the change. I'm not, I'm just like, no, it just doesn't make sense for me to do anymore because I don't need to strive to be a good girl. Yeah, so many of these beliefs, Jasmine, they form, and I love the word innocently. Yes. Innocently when we're younger. That I need to be a good girl in order to be accepted, be loved, be okay, for whatever the reason is. Yeah. Or I need to be quiet so I don't stand out. So I so I don't get in trouble or be seen as too much. And that can stay with us in a sense, not as a permanent thing, but it can kind of be carried through time and show up in our lives in different ways. And we don't, it's not that we need to dig into our past and find out all the reasons why, but just to see, yes, so, so many of these things just become a habit because there's this belief there Yeah, that we were mistaking as a truth. Yeah. Like you said, like just, it's all a misunderstanding. And yes, our brains are habitual by design. It needs to be efficient to keep us alive and safe. And just like habits, you know, habits that we want, maybe like brushing our teeth so our teeth don't fall out or eating right, eating, eating. I was going to say that eating, Maybe making a bed. I don't know. There are certain habits that we get into that we wouldn't necessarily hold ourselves. I don't have that one. My bed is not made. (laughs) It doesn't say anything about you. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, but our mind is habitual also. Like I have definite habitual thoughts, like um, thoughts that come up when the phone rings late at night. Yeah. What does that mean? Who's hurt? Who's injured? What happened? And it's not something, I don't put those thoughts there. They come up. Yeah. And I could probably point to the reason why, but 
It doesn't matter. But it's seeing that, you know, these are just habitual thoughts and they're not showing up because we have to pay attention to them. Like that can, we can think that that's the case. Like, oh, if it comes up this often, that means it must be important. Yes. This must be a premonition. This means that's the big crock. (laughs) Right. That's such, I agree. That's such a, like guys, it's not because it comes back often that it's real. It's not true. That's just habit. Yeah. And it's, it's all, it's the seeing that makes the difference. It's not all the doing. We don't need to have a, a whole practice. Although, you know, if a practice, a meditation practice or going for walks in nature or spending time with your plants or watching TV, if those feel good to you in a moment, by all means, do that. Yes. And it, you know, it's not about that, but, um, but it's, it just, it's continuing to see where our experience comes from. And that has a way of just shifting things naturally. I, um, I'm listening right now. I'm listening to a Netflix series and it's about, it's called the circle. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I like, I like reality TV and stuff like that. So I'm the circle is basically a bunch of players that are playing a social media game. They cannot see themselves and it's all text. They're all typing. It's like, you know, they talk to one another via text and some people are catfishes. Basically some people are pretending to be somebody else and we can see the, you know, sometimes the, the guy is pretending to be a girl talking to a girl who's actually a girl. And this girl is writing words, pretending to be a guy and for a girl. And this guy is just making stuff up. But this girl is like, so uh, now all of a sudden they're enamored. And for me, it's just such a, a, a fantastic representation of how it all occurs in your head. It's all, it's, uh, you're the one generating the, ah, and you think it's him, right? And then you're going to discover that him is a her. And then you'll be like, you got me. You were so mean. You were so this, you no, no, you made it up, man. You just like, it it all comes from within. And it's just for me, so fascinating to see, like right now I'm having, a client that I'm having, I'm going to call them problems. They're not problems at all. I know that it's my mind. It's my thoughts. And I'm, I know that I'm projecting something and I just, I, I'm not doing anything with it. I'm just like, Oh, look at that. Look at the, like, <laughs> look at this going on. All of the stuff that I'm creating about this client that has nothing to do with the client, you know? And it's really interesting. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing anything until I'm clear. I just know that the feeling, the feeling is yucky. So if the feeling is yucky, it's not the truth. Because the truth is peaceful. The truth is, and and it's peaceful even when you think it's going to be bad. Like when you hit the truth, like I remember when my mom passed, like I, this is my 
my go-to example, but my mom was on her death, deathbed and I was, my feeling was peaceful. I was sad, but my feeling was peaceful. And I was like, okay, no, this is, this is good. You, you can go, you know, you can, you can go be free, mm. you know? And I did the same thing with my dog when my dog passed also. So it's like, the truth just doesn't feel like shit, you know? Yeah, that, that should go on a t-shirt. Yeah. The truth doesn't feel like shit. Yeah. No, I love that. That's so beautiful, Jasmine. That peace, that love that we feel. We, yeah, we can be sad. But there's, there's love there. There's, there can still be peace there. And I just think of how this knowing can, can be so helpful in any relationship, whether it be with a client or with a partner or with your child. And now I have to look into that show on Netflix. What did you say? Circle? I have to, and now I have to like look into that because that looks, that sounds really interesting. There's three seasons. Get ready. Get oh, ready to binge. All right. All right. Got to start my binge watching now. But I just think we, we tend to think that our feelings are coming from the text. Yes. From our loved one, from our friend, from our client. But I love what you were saying. Like it's, it's coming from what's arising within us. You know, it's like there's something happening and then the mind creates all of this meaning. And it's that meaning that we're feeling. And once, once you could get that, those feelings, that, that, that feeling that's emerging inside of you, you're creating it. It's, that's actually your creation. <clears throat> it belongs to you. Don't give it away. Like if I'm feeling this peaceful love feeling, I'm like, I'm going to own that. And I'm going to be like, wow, I can create that. You know, like I, I'm just like, you know, like whenever I, I watch these shows where the girls are like, oh, he makes me feel whole. No, no, it's not him. You're doing that on your own. You don't even need him, man. <laughs> you know, that's what shows up for me. Like we're all, you know, I've been single a long time and I had this phrase that's like, that showed that I used to have these phrases stuck all over, like through my journey of <laughs> doing my life, I would put these quotes. And one of the quotes was, you know, you know, get to learn, learn to love yourself because you're with yourself more, the more the time than with anybody else, you know? And yeah, like you can get to have these beautiful feelings just because of where you're, you're focusing your energy, where you're. So, so for a long time, I didn't like the, uh, the yucky stuff that would show up because my focus was on how wrong I was and how much I had to fix myself. And then I'd get ticked off because I was in such a bad shape. You know what I mean? I was like, oh man, 
but now I'm just like, oh, look at this. Like today's beautiful. Oh, look, I got this. Oh, I'm doing a, a podcast episode. Oh, I'm meeting this person. It's just like this new feeling of peace, of, of calm, of joy, of love. I come back to love. Coming back to love. Mm. Well, first, it makes me think of the um, Jack Pransky quote. What I have it written down, so I didn't forget. All we are is peace, love, and wisdom, and the power to create the illusion that we are not. Mm, lovely. Well, you know what? That is a beautiful ending to our episode. I'm going to ask you to repeat it. Okay. All we are is peace, love, and wisdom, and the power to create the illusion that we are not. And that is Dr. Jack Pransky. Fantastic. Jessica, it was fun. So happy to meet you. This has been so enjoyable for me, Jasmine. It's really been an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Before we leave, can you tell people like if they want to get in touch with you so that you can help them with their parenting, whatever you call it? Yes, yes. So you can email me at parentingwithclarity at gmail.com. I also have my website is parentingwithclarity.com. Yeah. And yeah, I really my specialty is working with parents, but I really I'm I'm very passionate about supporting teens and young adults and really anybody who is struggling with overwhelm and stress and anxiety and uh yeah so beautiful i i hope that you're gonna get to speak to a whole bunch of people you've got a beautiful zen energy to you so oh that's so sweet thank you so much jasmine thank you everybody else i'm gonna say hey dream it there do it live the life that you want have a good one take care